Hello and welcome. This is Essie Daniel with Aspire Global Leadership. We are so excited that you have joined us for this broadcasting. Today we are going to talk about how you are or how we are utilizing our time, talents and resources during, during this COVID-19 season. I will start by referring to a quote by Andy Stanley. Devoting a little bit of yourself everywhere in everything is the same as devoting yourself a great deal to nothing. In other words, spreading yourself too thin, you are finding yourself in, in every, every meeting that is taking place, every party that is going on, is the same as devoting yourself a great deal to nothing and our mentor john maxwell says that when we when we focus or when we get caught up with so many things we end up becoming average and no one in the market pays for average everybody wants the best today i caught myself thinking and that is actually what led to this podcast today and um, I had to call myself to something I call a come to Jesus meeting I honestly understand this is a great time to recharge and refuel but I also deep down my heart believe but it, that it is also a time to prepare for the next phase that is coming up you know when the weather looks cloudy we dress appropriately. We take umbrellas. We dress warm. And we make sure we don't wear our, our flip-flops and our sandals. We dress appropriately and we take our umbrellas with us when there are signs of rain. At the moment, we are living in unprecedented times. Times that we've not seen before. Unpredictable, uncertain times the best we can do is prepare we did not know COVID-19 was coming and it would get us to where we are right now we didn't have control over that and we can't worry about what we can't control in fact my mentor John Maxwell says if you want to live a frustrated life Focus on the things that you cannot control. So what's in the past, let's leave that in the past. But how about we plan? How about we prepare to jump into the new normal? Life is unpredictable. Prepare. Design it. My mentor, I'm blessed to have a few mentors that I follow closely. My mentor recently said that create your life. Don't find it. Design your life. Be intentional. Be intentional. Recently, I had a conversation with one of my good, good friends and mentor. And this is what he said that in every um, um how do i word this let me let me reward that let me let me paraphrase that 
that most people think they think but really what they have is mental activity and there's no way on heaven or not or earth you can modify what you're not aware of you cannot change what you're not aware of the first thing to do is to raise our level of awareness is to is to actually the first thing we do is to take time and pause and reflect I have a question for you are you aware of what's going on around you right at this very moment I just paused for a few seconds and very quickly I noticed that outside there are birds that are chirping. There are cars that are moving. There is beautiful, beautiful sun outside. I feel its warmth and I can see it with my eyes, the beautiful clouds. Are we way too busy and carried away by what's going on that we're not even noticing what's going on around us? There's a quote that I love. I see it in, uh, in, 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 in home decoration stores that sometimes we'll read something like stop and smell the coffee. It's very easy to drink the whole cup of coffee and not even notice. The beautiful, strong smell of coffee. Are we too busy for our lives that life is just passing us by? And what exactly is keeping us busy? The things that are engaging us, the things that are taking up our time, are they in the important quadrant or are they in the less important things quadrant you know one thing that I like to do and this is where you pull out your pen and paper if you hadn't one thing I like to do is to do something we call mind damping I get all those ideas that are in my head and I put it down in writing all the things that I like to do, the things that make me happy, I put, them, I put them down in writing. The things that I don't like to do, the things that make me unhappy, I put them down in writing. And then I also come up with a third list, a list of all my time wasters, I put them down. And then I ask myself from the list of the things I don't like to do and the things that zap energy out of me. I ask myself, are these things absolutely necessary to have in my life? Do I really need them? Can I survive without them? Or what can I change so that they are not taking up space? Space that could be occupied by the things that I love to do and that are important and things that will give me a better return of my time. 
and so what I do uh, the next thing I do is get my my three sharpies there's a red sharpie there's a green sharpie and there's a yellow sharpie and I highlight every red everything that does not add value everything that I do not need to keep on doing everything that is taking up space that is making me feel discouraged that is pulling me down I highlight all those things red and what that means is that those things will not make it on my calendar or on my planner the following week I also see to it that I highlight all the things that I need to do better or to improve on because I hate doing them but I highlight them yellow so that I can delegate them to someone else or so that I can upgrade them to the next level if they are worth doing or if they are of value and so the next level I highlight things that I need to do green things that I need to keep green and then I find a way of doing it so in other words we are using the 3d concept where we are deleting what we don't need we are dumping we are delegating what must be done but can be done by someone else or we don't like doing it and then we are deleting or rather we are doing just which we need to do and that we find joy in doing after I've done that then now I get on to the other list these are this is the list of the things I like to do things that give me joy things that give me life again too much of one thing is poisonous moderation is key my mentor uh, Roddy says that the sameness is the death of a speaker and honestly speaking when you do the same thing over and over again no matter how good it is or how good you you you, you uh, how much you like it it could be of no use and so for example you can you can just eat chocolate because you like chocolate and it makes you feel good and just live on chocolate for the rest of your life you've got to be uh, moderate you've got to do everything in moderation so on that list of things that I like to do I schedule them in on my planner and I make sure that I replace the things that I was doing that are not necessary I replace them with the things that I like doing and the things that are also important either they are things that give me energy to be able to tackle the tough things that require my attention and my energy or I use them as a reward system and so I make sure that I click or rather I add these things on to my calendar so that's something that I'm that's a system that I'm going to come back and review because it seems like now with the things that are, with the way things are going on in the world right now I've fallen back I've lapsed to who I used to be and I'm on a pi- I'm on an autopilot mode where I'm not benefiting so much from my own systems which are supposed to serve me the other the other list that I like to take 
uh, critical uh, to look with a critical eye is uh, the list of my time wasters. Where is my time really going? Who am I talking to? For how long? What is the content of our conversation? How is that conversation and the content of that conversation related to my purpose? Now, the moment I look at that situation in that manner, uh, the moment I look at that uh, activity in that manner, I'm able to realize whether for sure I really need to continue doing it or I need to dump it. So I take out my red highlighter and I highlight it red, meaning it has been deleted and it should not be repeated again. And then I replace that, whatever I was doing with, whatever I was doing, I replace what I have deleted with something that is more valuable, that has an eternal value, that is related to my value. Could it be something like spending time with my family or reading a book or podcasting or recording something, something of value, something of use. And so I want to uh, grab some water here, just a minute. I want to encourage you and challenge myself to fill up our calendars, our planners with just what is important. So let's take out those highlighters the red, the green, and the yellow, and utilize them not only on our to-do lists, but also on our phone book. There are people that we have on our phone books that should have been erased a long time ago. There are people, there are some contacts that we have on our phone books that don't need to be there anymore. For example, I recently looked at my contact list and I found an AC uh, repairer. They used to fix our AC four years ago. Since then, he has relocated. He's no longer here. And so we are not able to use his services at this time. Actually, someone even mentioned that he doesn't, he doesn't repair air conditions, air conditionings anymore. So why do I have his contact on my phone list? It would be easier for me to download that list and put it aside, file it for future use maybe, if I need it, and delete the contact from my phone so that it's not taking up space. And so my dear friends, let us take time to reflect let us take time to evaluate what really we are doing. Where is our time going? How are we using our talents? Are we using our talents to add value to people? Or are we underutilizing our talents by sitting down and watching TV all day long and allowing ourselves to get discouraged by watching content that is not, that is feeding our fears and instilling fear in us. 
this is a wonderful time to reach out to those old friends that you haven't talked to in a while and just check on them. This is a wonderful time to do great acts of kindness for other people so that we can take attention off ourselves and off what's going on in the world, but add value to other people. Remember, a talent sometimes and a gift are almost one and the same, depending on how you look at it or which Oxford you went to. A talent or a gift is something that belongs to a specific person. God has placed a gift in you, a talent in you, not for self-satisfaction, not for, uh, not for self-service, but to serve others. Let us take time to reflect and ask ourselves, how can I use this gift? How can I use this talent? Where can I use it? What can I do? And write down every answer that you get and work on it immediately, implement it immediately. It could be a continuous thing that you will do to add value to people or to serve people, be it physically, be it through um, online, maybe it could be you start recording messages or you start making some masks with your gifting and serving people with your gift or it would be probably preparing a meal or volunteering your services. There's so much need in the world right now. Ask yourself, how can you use your talents and your gifts? And how can you use, how can we use our resources? How can we use our resources? There are people that are hurting. There are people that are without food. God has blessed us. We haven't slept. Uh, we've had a roof over our heads. We haven't slept hungry. We haven't lacked a thing. It's only by God's grace. Share with a needy person. Support the organizations that are doing noble work during this COVID-19 season. Share that which has been given to you. Give and it shall be given back to you. When you release your hand, when you open your hands, and you give to others you open doors and opportunities for you to receive but when you hold on to what you have when you hoard then your hand your palm remains closed and there's no way you can re receive with a closed palm with a closed hand and so let us become sensitive with our gifts our time and our resources. How are we spending our time? We talked about that at length. How are we utilizing our talents and giftings? We've talked that about, uh, about that at length as well. How are we spending our resources? 
share with that other person who doesn't have. When you share, you receive more. Today, I wanted to emphasize mostly on how we are utilizing our time and how we can make better use of our time. You know, every storm runs out of water. These two shall come to pass. COVID-19 too shall come to pass. And something else will happen. The best gift we can give ourselves is to build ourselves from the inside out. Build our strength from the inside out. Let's not ask that we don't get challenges and problems because that is not possible. But instead, a wise man once said, let's ask for a stronger back. So how can we do that? How can we get a stronger back? By preparing ourselves and making sure that we are so strong on the inside. We are so pretty on the inside than we are on the outside. If anything, COVID-19 has changed how we look at beauty. For us ladies, we love makeup. We've not been using makeup because using makeup on a mask, what use is that for? What use is the makeup? We've only been using masks or rather um, makeup when we are doing our trainings on Zoom. And so this whole beauty thing has a new meaning to me. That beauty should come from inside out, not from outside in. It never goes the other way. It's always been that way. And so that's a new awareness for me. Look at how we love, ladies, we love to go to the salon and get our nails done and get our hairs done. And, and we have, you, we have, you know, a few tens of pairs of shoes and clothes. Right now during COVID-19, most of us have not probably even worn more than two pairs. Actually, talking about two pairs is exaggerating. Maybe we've just worn our flip-flops and our sneakers. No one has probably touched their high heels. What sense would it make to wear high heels to go to, go to Walmart or to go to Target to shop <laughs> during this season? You need to get in that store as quick as you can and come back out and stay safe in your home. And so we are learning so many interesting things. Our priorities were misplaced. Things are falling in place now. And there is an analogy that my son, my oldest son, Isaiah, loves to use about, uh, about, uh, about a jar. And he has rocks and sands and pebbles. And he's trying to get all this thing, all, this, all three of this in the jar, in the grass jar. And so he puts, first of all, he puts the rocks and he fills them up. He fills the bowl with all the rocks. And he asks, is this full? And the answer is yes. And then he puts the, uh, the small pebbles. And somehow they find space and they find room to get in through the jar. And it looks like they are full. And he asks, is this full? 
And the answer is yes. And then eventually, he pours sand. He shakes the he shakes the jar, and he puts sand, and fills it to the top. And he asks, "Is this full now?" And we all say yes, because what what happens? And what I like about this analogy, it reminds us that there are those of us that fill our days with things that are not important. Those that fill their days with sand, sand is not important. We need to fill our day with rocks. Rocks are the most important things, followed by the pebbles and then eventually the sand. But when you fill your jar with sand first, there is no way you'll have space for all these other things. So it's important for us to set priorities. The most important thing I've come to learn during this uh, lockdown is the most important people in my life right now are the people that I've been quarantined with, the people that I'm sharing these four walls with, and that is my immediate family. Those are my main responsibility. Those are my main focus. Those are the people that I should worry more about. Those are the people that I should take care of. So, this is how I see it. I ought to take care of myself and build this strength from inside out. Control my mind as my friend, fellow coach says, uh, Johannes says, if I control my mind, then I can control my environment. If I can control my inside atmosphere or environment, then I can control my outside environment. When we lose control of our environment or our temperature on the inside, then we are controlled by anything that is on the outside. It's almost have, like having an, 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 outrude, uh, an, an intruder come to your house and boss you around and tell and order you around. Uh, do this, do that, uh, serve me uh, a cup of coffee or clean this or clean that in your very own home and in your own in your own time that should not be the case we should always 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 build ourselves from the inside out we should build our strength from the inside out and so i encourage us to work on ourselves and how do we build our strength from the inside out one we've got to spend time every day reading we've got to expand our thinking We've got to cut the unnecessary stuff. Look at that list that we talked about earlier, the list of time wasters, and do away with those. Replace that with good habits. Good habits include reading. It includes um, listening to, to, to people, that, to experts in certain fields that you're interested in. It means that you're journaling. It means that you're taking time to reflect and ask yourself, how did the day go? What could I have done different? What lesson did I learn from this situation? And only then, and then only, can we make progress and can we get that inner strength? So every single day, take time to study. 30 to 60 minutes a day, every day, regardless of what day of the, of the week it is. Take time to grow yourself from the inside out. And then keep the right company of friends. It could be physical friends, 
or even it could be on your social media. What are you setting in front of your eyes? Is it something that is adding value? What are your friends sharing on their walls? Are they adding value or are they sharing things that do not have a good report? I challenge you and I encourage you to share things that are of value, to speak of things that make you and make us better. Thirdly, I want to I want to focus, I want us to focus on our mindset. Let's also focus on what we're going to feed. Actually, that that was an extension from from the previous point. Let's focus on what you're going to feed. We're going to feed we're going to feed our fears or are we going to feed our faith? Feed your fears or feed your faith. You decide. And during this downtime, it's a prolonged time, we are forming new habits. And it's gonna take us at least at least two cycles of 21 days according to Dr. Caroline Leaf to undo the fab habits, bad habits that we're forming now and form new habits. So use this time to form new habits, to form habits that will set you up for success, habits that will accelerate you to your growth and to receive, uh, that will accelerate you to, to greater heights and that will set you, up, set you up to receive your great opportunities. The situation that we are in right now will not last forever. It will not last forever. So watch out not to, watch out so that you don't uh, relax and fall on, uh, and, and go on autopilot mode. According to management expert, Philip B. Crosby, most of us live on autopilot mode. And there's a theory out there of human behavior that says people subconsciously retard their own intellectual growth. They come to rely on cliches and habits. And these are habits that have not been tested and cliches that have not been tested and proven right or wrong. We just settle and we run our lives on autopilot mode. And this is what goes on. Now, once they reach the age of their own personal comfort with the world, they stop, lean, uh, they stop learning and their mind runs on idle for the rest of their lives. And Phil Crosby says that they may progress organizationally, they may be anxious and eager, and they may even work day and night, but they learn no more. Have you ever driven from your home to work or from home to the store and wondered how you got there? It's because you were on autopilot mode. And a lot of us are not utilizing our thinking power. 
We think we are thinking, but honestly speaking, we are on autopilot mode. All we have is mental activity, according to my mentor from my conversation earlier. And so I, I want to charge you and I want to charge us, especially myself, that we are actually taking time to reflect. We are taking time to be aware of, of our surroundings using all our five senses. The sense of taste, smell, touch, sight, and hearing. Utilize all five of your senses. Notice what's, a, what's around you. Take time to enjoy the moment. Enjoy the ride. Focus on your growth during this downtime. Set yourself up for success by growing yourself every single day. Don't be, don't be on idle mode just because, just because you have enough cash to last you for the next six months, for the next 10 years, or for the rest of your life. Don't be on idle mode. You're robbing yourself opportunities. You will never know what you are supposed to be unless you push yourself and you become all you are meant to be. You stretch yourself and you see how far you can go. Just because we have our degrees and we have our master's degree and I have friends that have PhDs does not mean we settle and that we have arrived. That should only be the beginning of our personal growth. This should mark the beginning of our personal growth. We should seek to pause and reflect every day and ask ourselves, how can we do this better? How are we doing this? And what can we do to make this better? When we ask ourselves those what questions and those how questions, we employ our mind to go to work for us. And, they, and our mind always comes back with an answer. It always delivers. If we cut down all those unnecessary things that we crowd our mind with. And so I really, really want to charge all of us, myself included, that we choose to design our lives, that we shall not be among those that are finding life, but we are going to create what our life will look like past COVID-19, past any other challenge will come, that will come, because they will come. Pain is inevitable disappointments as long as we live here on earth nothing is promised life is a risk but we can control how we handle everything by becoming strong from the inside and we can create our lives 
by focusing on our growth by expanding our thinking by raising our level of awareness and this happens like we said when we read widely and broadly when we keep close uh, friends that are that are that are that are a few steps ahead of us friends that are growth oriented friends that discuss great ideas not friends that talk about people not friends that are uh, that that will lead you you know friends that friends that that pull you down friends that belittle you that's not who you need in your life if you want to design your life you want people that discuss great ideas you want people that will help you grow people that will encourage you and challenge you to become your very best friends that will stretch you place yourself in an environment that is conducive for your growth and this applies for everything that we do we see think about we taste we hear everything using the five senses that we have been blessed with and so don't let your life pass you by don't stand on the wayside and watch life pass by. Don't stand on the wayside and watch other people succeed and hit their goals. Decide today that you're going to be intentional towards creating your, your life, the life that you want. Have clarity. We also have another category of people that they know what they want and they have gone after it. They have spent lots of money to get what they want. But there's only one challenge. They have the shiny, ob uh, shiny object syndrome. They want the item or the object that is newer, that is shinier. And so they never really get to explore what it is that they want. They spread themselves too thin. And if you remember, when we started earlier, we talked about, we read this quote by Andy Stanley, that devoting a little bit of yourself everywhere and in everything is the same as devoting yourself a great deal to nothing. What if we just pick, we picked one thing and one thing only? And we raise our focus on that one thing. Read every book from people that are ahead of us and that have succeeded in that area. Read every book that we can get on that field. Hang out with friends that are growth oriented and mentors that are good in this area. Every day we spend at least an hour to three hours getting good with this one area and even better we adjust our life accordingly based on the tips that we are learning still related to this one area that we've raised a focus on do it every day read on this field every day 
speak about this every day during your leisure time every day if you decide to watch a movie look for lessons that you can get that are that are related to this topic and apply these things in your life trust me you will become an expert in this field you will become so gifted that you will not even need to tell us what your zip code is we will know where you live we will know how to find you you will not even need to wave and say i'm over here can't you see me no because your gift you get so good you grow so so wide in this area you get so rich in this area your gift will make room for you you become the most gifted and the highest paid practitioner in your field let us laser focus and this is the best time during the uh, during the lockdown and the quarantine time let's utilize this time to grow ourselves and let's put everything down on the on the planner let's plan the week before it starts let's plan the day before it starts and let's spend time reflecting before the day ends how did the day go how did the week go what could have been done different thank you so very much everyone for spending this time with me i appreciate you i love you and if there is anything i can do to serve you please do not hesitate to write to me i am always here to help to serve you become better and to stretch you so reach out to me if there is any way i can serve you and especially in the area of the things that you've talked today or that we've discussed in the past have a wonderful day stay safe and be blessed always a great honor to be here with you and i am so excited that you've taken this time to join me this is essi daniel with aspire global leadership podcasting and today we're going to talk about new year resolutions now according to wikipedia a new year's resolution is a tradition and most common in the western world but also found in the eastern world in which a person resolves to continue a good practice or to start a new practice or to stop an undesired trait or behavior so as to accomplish a goal or otherwise improve their life at the start of a new year that is what wikipedia and i i might have tweaked that a little bit that is what new a new year resolution is according to wikipedia and according to google 10 top common new year's goals are exercise a lot of people want to lose weight others want to eat healthier others want to get more organized and so you'll notice a lot of people decluttering their homes so that they can create more space you'll also notice a lot of people signing up for new skills or new hobby uh, classes or courses a lot of people Uh, will sign up maybe to start to study 
uh, a foreign language or even a piano start a, a skill like maybe to play an instrument and um, what are the others are uh, living others uh, want to live life to the fullest others want to save money spend less money get out of debt others want to quit smoking and drinking and others want to spend more time with family and uh, how about reading more we all hear people say things like i want to read 20 books by the end of this year or i want to read a book a week maybe some might even have um, a bigger goal of maybe reading a book in four days and but re- research shows that over 80% of new year resolutions they fail by the second week of February. Can you believe that? I'll let that sink in for a minute. That over 80% of new year resolutions fail by the second week of February. According to uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who I was first introduced to by my amazing friend Reverend Ruth Kyle and actually later on I got to sit in uh, Dr. Caroline's meeting last year. Dr. Caroline Leaf says that it takes three cycles of 21 days to form a habit and that is equivalent to about uh, 63 days. You know we all hear that it takes 21 days to form a new habit but before you form a new habit you're also undoing a, a bad habit so before you undo <laughs> then you replace with, a, with, a, with another habit and you faithfully do what you need to do and consistently keep on changing how you're doing things so that you can stick to that goal it takes about anywhere from 60 days to 66 days according to the experts and today I want to talk to us about how to make new year resolutions last of course we want them to last more than the 77 days that they that have been mentioned or or the Bible you want to you want that consistency you want to be able to enjoy the fruits and the joy of experiencing your goal now so let's talk about how to set a goal and a resolution however way you look at it a resolution is a goal and how you plan it out and follow through is what will give you the results that you're expecting by the end of the year and so it all depends on your consistency your discipline so let me ask how many of you here that are listening have already set up your new goals for 2021 what's your new goal what's your new year resolution for 2021 i'm curious i wish this was more interactive where i could i could hear you talk back to me and share with me what your goal is but you can put it down in the comment section and i'll be happy to come back and and and, and read what your new year resolutions are if it's not a very personal goal share it 
uh, my mentor John Maxwell says that there are two things that will push a man like no other. And the two things are one, a deadline, and number two is making a goal public. So let someone you trust know that you have a goal and ask them to hold you accountable and to ask you how far you've gone with that particular goal. In fact, you could even you could actually share with them exactly what you want them to ask you. It could be maybe you ask your friend or your accountability partner to ask you. Maybe you could ask them to ask you how is that PhD, um, how is that uh, doctorate program coming along? Or how are you doing with, uh, with your exercises in the gym? How is that new diet coming, coming along? Something like that. Make your goal public. Share with a trusted friend who can make you accountable. And out of the many sweet things I've experienced in life, Honestly, one of the things that gives me sheer joy is achieving a goal. I just achieved a goal this month actually, beginning of the end of December. My quarterly goals were met the end of December and it was, it gives you so much joy to know that you followed through for three months faithfully. And you have achieved a goal or that particular goal. Actually, I had three goals and I was able to achieve all three in three months. And so, maybe we are all familiar. And by the way, before you think I'm I'm all that, (laughs) the bag of chips, I've also made some really serious mistakes. Like paying a gym membership for over two years and probably attending the gym for a grand total about one uh, grand total maybe two months in two and in two and a half years that's ridiculous isn't it actually it might be actually longer than two years or even signing up for online courses and they keep on deducting money from your account and you're not using it so i've also fallen into that trap so of signing up for uh, or rather let me say biting more than I can choose. And what causes New Year resolutions to fail? Remember we talked about 80% of the New Year resolutions will fail. So what causes them to fail? I think, in my opinion, is one, it's not setting realistic goals. When the goals are unrealistic, then you're setting yourself up for failure. For example, if you have a fear of uh, of heights and you decide that you are going to you're going to 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 you know to attend a state fair and you're going to what maybe try getting on those i can't even get the name now i can't believe it and anyway one of those fun rides in the in the in, in state fairs, and you know very well <laughs> that you're afraid of heights, and then you set a goal that is height related. You might probably want to want to solve want to want to want to take care of of that fear first before you set a goal, a 
big goal that is height related only to get there and fail. So start taking small steps towards conquering that fear of height before you set a goal that is height related. So that's just one example. How about making drastic changes uh, where you wake up one day and you decide from today I am not going to have any sugar at all. Not on my coffee, not on my tea, not on my not no no cakes, no snacks, none of that that is sugary. And you make that decision drastically. Chances are you could actually do it maybe for for some time, but then you'll start experiencing some withdrawal funds because you had not prepared yourself to make such drastic changes. I remember when I became a complete vegetarian, the farthest I could go was six months. And I, I remember spending a lot of money buying juices and purchasing my food from a health market. And I was so strict, I did not have anything to do. I did not eat anything, any animal products. Even as far as milk is concerned and all that, I would take almond milk and then I would juice, I would juice carrots and I would use the peels to make stews and, and uh, prepare beans and all that. And after six months, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't even go past the six months because I was overwhelmed. The changes were too drastic. How about taking up too many goals? You're working on 10 goals at the same time that also will set you up for a failure and then how about setting an uh, vague uh, being vague with your goals you're not clear you're not specific exactly what you want to do those are things that set you up for failure i'd like to share an interesting story here about two guys who went hiking and when they were up on the trail, up the mountain, uh, up the trail, they stumbled across a baby bear. So hiker number one commented and said, oh, such a cute baby bear. And hiker number two responded by saying, whoa, we better get ready to run before we get mauled. And you know what? Before they could even finish having that conversation, they heard a growling sound up high on that mountain and a big bear was coming down the mountain towards them and of course the baby bear. When they saw the bear, hiker number two started uh, racing up his shoes, you know, tying his shoe, shoe races. And hiker number one asked, what are you doing? You think you're going to outrun a bear? And hiker number two replied, no, I do not need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. <laughs> so by the time the bear attacks you, I'll probably have made it across the, across the trail to the other side. The moral of the story is, hiker number two 
had already weighed all the options and seen what could be the best case scenario for him to save his life. And so, one of the ways I can encourage us as far as setting goals is concerned is to always, 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 always take time to take inventory of the previous year. And again, I would have loved again to see your comments, but I'm curious how many of you keep a diary or a planner or a calendar, depending on where you come from. I am originally from Kenya and a planner and a diary are one and the same thing. But how many of us here keep a planner or a calendar, an actual paper calendar? Well, you see, the importance of keeping a calendar is, and you're keeping track of all your events, you're noting all your events on the calendar. The importance of doing that is at the end of the year, you can come back and review all your events. And when you do that, I would encourage you to, uh, in the words of my mentor, uh, Chris, you want to do that with three pens, with three Sharpie pens. A red Sharpie, a yellow Sharpie, and a green Sharpie. Red means stop. Green is go. You can continue. You can carry on. It's safe for you to go. Yellow means stop, or rather it means prepare to stop. And so when you have your planner with you and you've been filling in all your meetings, all your appointments, you're scheduling everything that you do on that planner or on that calendar, by the end of the year, let's assume December 27th, 2021, then you will have an opportunity to sit down with your three highlighter markers. I should have said highlighter markers, no sharpies. You can actually sit down and highlight all your events appropriately with the three different colors. Remember, any events that were uh, any events or any meetings with people or any places that you attended to that give you a heavy heart, that bothered you, that made you leave the place feeling hurt. Those events, those places, and the people that could have been part of that, you highlight those events red, meaning you are not going to continue with those events on to the new year. Anything that did not have an effect, it's a meh event. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just there. You will highlight those yellow. Those are events or people or places that did not produce results. Okay, great, it was a wonderful coffee date, but nothing came out of it. That's a yellow highlighted event. How about things, events, things and places? Okay, let me let me go back. How about yellow highlighted events places and people this would be things that you want to continue doing in the next year and so you want to highlight everything green and what i like to do is to keep as i highlight everything and i start from january i go all the way to december what i like to do is to keep two pieces of paper on the desk one uh, as i highlight each event i write it down on a piece of paper and then 
I will also come up with a list of time wasters, things that wasted my time. And what that does to me is it helps me identify the things that took my time and how I should avoid those things by all means. And the times I wasted time with those particular time wasters, I make sure that I replace that time with a meaningful activity. And so take, you want to take inventory of the previous year. For example, for me this year, I went back all the way to 2019 because 2020 was an interesting year with the pandemic. And so things were sort of different. And so I started with um, the half, half, the, the remaining half of 2019. And then I covered everything on 2019 and everything in 2020. And that is how I was able to come up with my calendar for this year. I did also focus on creating the family. We, we sat together as a family and we put together a master calendar where we all set out our goals. These are our goals as a family. This is what I'm going to do with myself. This is what Daniel will do with himself. This is what Isaiah and Isaac and Stella each of them will do. And they came up with those goals themselves. Then we broke them into manageable sizes and we plugged in those dates and those activities on the calendar. Then we filled the calendar with work activities and work important dates, vacations, and so forth. So when a friend calls you and asks you, um, do you think you can have coffee with me tomorrow? The first thing you do before you commit to that coffee date with a friend is to look at your calendar. Refer to your planner or calendar and make sure that you actually have a free time on that particular day and time. If it's clear, then you schedule it on your planner or on your calendar and then you go ahead and you go have your cup of coffee or you have your coffee date with your friend so take inventory of the previous years i would also like to share with you um the seven are they seven or eight we've already talked about uh, two of them but i will mention them again anyway i would like to share with you the seven secrets of achieving your goals and I will just go down the list real fast because we had gone through this earlier um, in a different setting one you want to write your goal down write it down in paper just get it out of your head get it out of your head write it down if you're not even sure whatever the what goal you want to set just do what we call mind dumping. Just get everything that you have in your mind out as far as goals and put them down on a paper or on a whiteboard. And then you can pick the one goal that you're going to focus on for that year out of all that you will have listed out. And then after you've written down your goal on a piece of paper or on your book, I want you to put a date on it. Put a specific date. You have to be very, very specific on, on the date. And then you want to list the obstacles you will need to overcome. For example, if your if your goal is health related, food related, 
then you really need to remember that there are those times when you'll be invited to parties and you cannot control what your host, the kind of food your host has prepared. And so you will need to think of that as an obstacle that you will need to overcome and maybe come up with a solution even before the obstacle happens. Maybe you can make a decision, you'll always go to parties or events when you've already eaten at home so that when you get there, you get to choose what to have and you're not driven by your hunger and make the wrong decisions that are food and nutrition related. Okay, um, secret number four. Write down the people and organizations that you will need to work with to achieve your goals. For example, if I want to open a company, I want to write down the people and the organizations that I will need to help me make that goal come to fruition. All right, secret number five, have a plan of action. I love, love, love this one because this is where the meat is. Write down a real good plan of action and mind map if you find it easier to do. I love mind mapping. I love to get things out of my head and just draw them on a board. Actually, I have a whiteboard that I love to draw on. And if I can't get a whiteboard, I can draw on a piece of paper where I can see how that goal will get fulfilled what what will I need how how will I move from step one to step two how will I bridge the gap between the goal and accomplishing it so how will I fill the gap in between all right point number secret number six set a time limit you do not want to work on a goal <laughs> for six months well you could work on it for maybe two months. Some goals are short, some goals are uh, will take a longer time. So set a time limit and be realistic. And then secret number seven, identify the why. Why do you want to achieve that goal? What are the advantages of achieving that goal? And then number eight, make it public. Trust, share this with someone you trust, like a friend, or a mentor or an accountability partner or a thinking partner share your goal with someone and then number the last one which is now number nine these are points that I had already shared surround yourself with the right people attend the right events and go to the right places place meetings and seminars and, and read books and watch videos that will help you attain your goal for example um, let's say I'm working on a financial, I'm, I'm working on fin uh, becoming financially stable. Uh, for me to get out of debt, I'll need to read books on getting out of debt. I'll need to watch videos and seminars written by money experts, right? Um, there's one that I really love by Dave Ramsey, Martin, uh, Money Matters. I love, I love that book. It really, really helped me understand uh, many things about money. I used to love spending and shopping until I could drop, but that book helped me. And of course, with the wise counsel of my husband Daniel, who is also a financial peace coach. I also love Susie Orman. Oh, I love that lady. She would come on TV. I haven't seen her lately on TV, but she would come on TV and talk about money. 
and all the and how to how to spend and invest your money wisely then uh, there are other maybe great resources out there uh, i've read the richest man in babylon that's also another book that helped me uh, as far as uh, finances is concerned so work on yourself and, and do it faithfully don't give up i would like to mention one last thing so you set up your goals but how are you going to achieve these wonderful goals you need to come up with a plan on how you're going to track your progress. So once you've determined this is my goal and I'm going to work on this goal for a whole year, I also want you to put a specific date when you're going to begin. And then after you've put a specific date when you're going to begin, you also want to write the advantages or rather the the obstacles that you will need to overcome so that you can attain that goal. So you've done all that. You've written down the people that will help you achieve the goal. You have a plan. You've mind mapped. You've set a time limit. You've identified um, the, identity, the, the advantages or why you want to achieve your goal. And you've already shared this with a friend. So the other thing I want you to remember is you want to, pro- to track your progress. So it's a one-year goal. Set quarterly, um, uh, what do you call them? I, I don't want to say mile markers. Uh, pit stops. Set quarterly pit stops. What that means is set quarterly out of the big goal. Check every, every four months. Check where you are. Break your goal into bite-sized chunks. And decide this one-year goal. I will achieve it in three parts, still under one year. So this is chunk number one, this is chunk number two, this is chunk number three. Or however many chunks you want to break your goal into. If you break it into three chunks, then you know you will need to cover the first chunk. You will need to take care of chunk number one in the first four months. And then the second one in the second four months and the third one in four months or you can break it into 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 quarters let's say first three months we're going to be covering um we'll be look, let's say it's a business goal uh, we'll be looking we'll be setting up everything the first three months we'll set up everything then the second month after we registered everything in the first quarter the second quarter we're going to look for customers we're going to market it we're going to do this and that Uh, that is quarter number two quarter number three we're going to do this and that and then after you've set your quarterly goals you want to come back and break your goals into month bite sizes month bite sizes what that means is in the month out of now your quarterly goals out of the three months this first month i'm going to do exactly this i'll cover this in this one month and then the second month in the first quarter this is what i'll take care of and the third month in the first quarter this is what i'll cover and then every week you want to do things that will get you closer to achieving that goal for example if i need to call the secretary of state to register business i will write that down on, on, on at the beginning of the week on friday 
at 8 a.m. I will call Secretary of State and register the business. On, on Friday at 11 a.m., I will apply for this and that. You know, make it as specific as possible and then set alarms. Set alarms to remind you when you need to be doing what so that you have a good backup. Yes, you have it written down on your planner, but if you don't quite trust yourself, set, set an alarm to remind you maybe the day before, the week before, the month before, and then the day off so that you can ensure that you're hitting your goals. One of the things I can assure you would happen is you will find that, oh, I missed this. And the beauty of setting, you're dividing your goals into bite-sized chunks is you can always come back and catch what you missed and bring it and, and push it forward to the second quarter and have that item fast on your list to do. So I hope this has been very helpful. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. We do have uh, several courses on goal setting, strategic planning, and time management, and we would love to work with you and help you achieve your goals. So I hope you've been blessed. Remember that a short pencil is what is better than an amazing or the most amazing memory. So write things down. Also, I want to remind you that um, writing your goals down increases the chances of achieving your goals by 42%. Can you imagine that? When you write down your goals, you increase your chances of attaining that goal by 42%. That's according to uh, Dr. Gail Matthews. And the last Actually, the last quote that I really, really love as far as uh, goal setting is concerned and planning is um, don't, 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 don't keep on procrastinating. Aim to do something right then. Do it now. Do it now. Because sometimes later becomes never. So, and there's another uh, a story that I heard and actually it's a quote about um, a man who said if he had six hours to cut a tree he would spend the first four hours sharpening his axe and the two hours or less cutting the tree so my friend let's take time to vision cast and also let's take time to plan and let's take time to manage ourselves around the time that we have to attain that goal. God bless you. Essie Daniel here. I wish you an amazing 2021. Let's look back in, in December 2021 and smile together having achieved our goals. God bless you.